Oh, what a beautiful day. I've got this magical feeling that everything's going my way. Ha <laughs> ha! Isn't that a positive song? What if you started every day with something positive? Uh, is it possible that your day could be better? Uh, and I'm asking the question, of course, because we live in a world where there's a lot of unhappy people. Uh, I'm studying neuroscience. Uh, yes, I'm an uh, exercise professional, but I'm really interested in the connection between the body and the brain. What drives what? Does the brain drive the body? Does the body drive the brain? And what causes us to feel stuff? What causes us to feel puffed and tired when we, when we, get, when we exercise, when we get puffed and when we lift heavy? Uh, and what makes us feel good? after we exercise, and we always do, uh, and everybody I've ever spoken to that's ever started an exercise program or exercise session feeling tired or crappy or don't feel like it or I don't want to do it, we always feel better after we exercise. So of course for me there's a really interesting connection between the body and the brain. Then of course there's this connection of uh, do people who exercise uh, become happier or uh, happy, are you happy and then when you exercise you get happier? Uh, can you change your brain chemistry by exercising and can you get happy by exercising? Does exercise make you happy? And of course the answer to that is no because I'm sure you've been to the gym or you've been to a fun run. I always have a giggle about that because I often see faces of people that are at a fun run and they don't look like they're having fun. When I go to the gym and have a look at people who are training, yes, they're exercising, but they look bloody miserable. A lot of people look grumpy or angry or yes, they're very serious. Uh, and that didn't make any sense to me because if you understand how brain chemistry works, when you exercise, technically you should be happy. So that's began a very long and very interesting and very fascinating journey of neuroscience. How does the brain work and how does exercise affect, affect the brain and vice versa? And I think it's a really important question to ask because if you are exercising because you want to feel good, uh, there's a lot of reasons that people exercise, I get that. Uh, and usually if you're going to the gym or to a run, uh, if you see people exercising seriously, it's usually because they want to look good. They want ripped abdominals or low body fat percentage or they want to lose weight or they want to look a certain way, they want to build muscle. And it's all about how we look on the outside. There's not too much focus on uh, is my brain going to get healthy or am I going to be happier after I exercise? A lot of people will say, and I'm sure you've heard this, I would be so much happier if I lost weight or I'd be so much happier if I had big muscles. I'd be so much happier if I could wear these kind of clothes or I'd be so much happier if I could. And it's all about looking how we look on the outside or how we perform physically. But what does the brain have to do with that? And if you really want to be happy, can you, uh, can you get exercise to do that for you? Can it be a tool? And there is a very important key here and I think that as exercise professionals, perhaps there's a lot of people that were never taught this or taught it and they forgot it or there wasn't a great uh, understanding uh, or a connection between brain chemistry and physical chemistry. What goes on inside muscles, uh, endocrine system, central nervous system, the physiology of the body and what happens to the brain. So let's have a quick look at this and I like to keep it really simple. But for me, and who is happy every day, and people always say to me, and I often share this, often quite negatively people say to me, you can't be happy all the time, Rowie. It's not, not realistic. Uh, and you can't sing happy songs every day because sometimes terrible things happen. Uh, so my happy song for today, 
why wouldn't I sing a happy song? It's a really good question. <laughs> if I was feeling terrible, I might not want to sing, but is it possible that if I sing a happy song, I would feel better? And what's that to do? Has that got anything to do with brain chemistry? So if you have a look at the brain as uh, just a, a functioning machine, what makes it function effectively? And number one is that the brain runs on glucose. Uh, glucose is one of the macronutrients that can cross the, the brain-blood barrier so it can get inside the brain. And I'll rephrase, the brain runs on glucose. If you are in a hospital and you can't eat food, you're uh, unconscious or you just can't eat, they will put you on a glucose drip. Because obviously if your brain's not working, then the rest of your body doesn't function. That's an interesting thing to take note of, two things there. One is the brain runs on glucose, and obviously if your brain's not working, then nothing else works either. <laughs> so how do you get your brain to function effectively? And is there a connection between a healthy brain and a happy brain? Uh, if you feel happy, if you feel satisfied, if you feel good about yourself, if you've got good self-esteem and self-confidence... Does that show that your brain's working well? And is there an interesting connection there with people who exercise, but they don't look happy? So they don't have good self-esteem or self-confidence, or they don't have the chemicals in their brain that should be making them feel good. So what causes that chemical change in the brain? And again, I think this is something that as exercise professionals, we need to understand the physiology uh, as much as we understand the emotion of this. So... The human body, as you know, uh, we haven't really evolved, we, we haven't evolved from the fight and flight uh, programming inside our body. Our body is designed to survive. We haven't changed from that. The body says, I will do whatever it takes, and I don't know if it talks to itself, but your body chemistry, your physiology, and your brain chemistry and physiology will do everything possible to make sure that you don't die. <laughs> so if you're under threat, if your body feels like something's trying to kill you, attack you, hurt you, challenge you, stress you, it produces chemicals to make sure that you can fight the threat, boom, 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 or you can bloody run away from it as fast as you can. And there's two really important things there. If you turn and fight every muscle in your body, your central nervous system, your endocrine system, all the hormones in your body are now designed to fight. Everything, every part of you is designed to fight. And most importantly, every muscle and every bone, every ligament, every tendon, every joint, your heart rate increases, your blood pressure increases, your blood sugar levels increase, your blood fat levels increase to give you everything that you need so that you can fight. Everything's working <laughs> at peak performance because if you're going to die, obviously your body wants to keep you alive. So that, and I'm going to say that again, that system, the fight and flight system, the hormonal response to stress, threat, challenge, death is survival. So everything's on 100% even to the point where what you don't need shuts down. So if you're under threat and your body thinks it's going to die, you won't feel hungry. You won't feel like you want to have sex. You won't feel thirsty. Anything that can be shut down, well, even your immune system, it says, well, we'll look after you later, but at the moment you're under stress. So everything shuts off except we've got a fight or flight. Now, fight uses every muscle, bone, ligament, tendon, joint, every part of your physiology, and so does sprinting, flighting. 
if you've got a wild animal chasing you, if you've got a wild tribe chasing you, you're not walking away, you're not jogging away, you're not doing a 45 minute plod jog, 45 minute pace myself through an exercise session, 45 minutes at the gym doing 17 exercises, three sets of 10, you're gone. <laughs> Your body needs to survive. And I'm, I'm going to say this again because I think it's a, a missing link sometimes with exercise because we... We call activity exercise. We call movement exercise. But ultimately, the, the most pur- purposeful exercise is the, the exercise that keeps you alive. And I'll use two, two parts of that. Yes, when you sprint away or you fight an animal, we could call that exercise. But technically, it's the exercise of keeping you alive. So everything works at 100%. When you're in fight and flight mode, when you're in survival mode, when you're in something's trying to kill me, your body goes into 100%. Everything works at 100%. I'm going to just let that sit for a minute. Because <laughs> the chemical response there uh, is literally the same for everybody. Your body produces epinephrine, adrenaline, same thing, one from the adrenal gland, one from the brain. Your body produces cortisol. The catecholamine system is where every cell in the body opens to get you energy quickly so that you can fight and flight. That whole system, the fight and flight system, hormonal system, happens when we're under threat. Go. 100% effort produces 100% of that system working. Adrenaline, epinephrine, cortisol, the catecholamine system. Pretty exciting. <laughs> the whole hormonal system, if you, if you ask the endocrine experts, what does the hormonal system do? There's usually one simple explanation. It's responsible for bringing everything back to homeostasis, bringing everything back to normal. So if something happens, your hormonal system goes into overdrive to do whatever you need to survive, and then whatever you need to bring you back to normal. So it goes from one extreme, so you might be homeostasis, relaxing, and all of a sudden a car bangs into your house <laughs> and breaks the wall down. Now we've got epinephrine, adrenaline, the, the uh, cortisol, the catecholamine system goes into overdrive. To get back to normal, however, your body says you were under threat, you could have died, you fought the threat, you got away, Congratulations, and this is where I get really excited because that response is the hormonal response in the brain and there's a crossover between the endocrine system and the the central nervous system. The neurotransmitters of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins and brain-derived neurotropic factor, which is fertilizer for your brain, they all are produced after you overcome a threat. If you fight and kill the animal, if you run or sprint and get away from the threat, your body says, congratulations, you're awesome. So you produce dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotropic factor. Endorphins kick in while you're exercising because they give you the painkillers that you need to get away. And then that, self, that sense of satisfaction after you've finished your exercise session, after you've got away from the threat, after you've put in 100% effort. And that's where I think we, well, there's a missing link. This doesn't work when you put in a half, of a, a half an effort or a 50% effort. This system doesn't have to go into overdrive when you plod jog through a 30-minute run, a long run. The epinephrine and adrenaline doesn't need to be produced if you you know that you're going to do a 45-minute class and you're going to pace yourself through 45 minutes. The the 100% effort system is designed for 
100% effort. So here's the question that I've now been asking for a very long time. Why do we get people to put in half an effort? Why do we get people to pace themselves in an exercise session? What's the point? Why would you put in a 50% effort when you can put in 100% effort? The human body knows how to exercise, move, get going in 100% effort. It has to to survive. And the beautiful thing that is on our side as exercise professionals is that system, the phosphate system that produces 100% effort, where all the fast twitch muscle fibres fire up, where the endocrine system produces epinephrine and adrenaline, where everything gets to 100%, it only lasts for 10 seconds. It's designed so that you can kill the animal or you can get the hell out of there. 10 seconds. How many exercise sessions focus on 10 seconds of high-intensity 100% effort? Uh, and I'll, I'll just go back a step because a lot of people say to me, Roa, you can't just exercise for 10 seconds. Okay? How long do you need to exercise for? Why is it 30 minutes? Why is it 45 minutes? Why is it an hour? Why is it even five minutes? Anything that is less than 100% effort surely would give me 100% or less than 100% result. The beautiful thing though about that phosphate system, again, designed to keep us alive, is you sprint, get away turn and fight, it recovers really quickly. Because it's working at 100% effort and then it's got to bring you back to homeostasis, you recover quickly. So for example, powerlifters that just lift something once, they can go again and lift very quickly because they only did it one time. Uh, sprinters that, that go at 100% effort and that the only uh, exercise activity in running that is 100% effort is a 100 meter sprint or less because you're not pacing yourself because you're in that phosphate system, which recovers really quickly. So if you've got five minutes to exercise, and we always say, well, it's only five minutes. But if, if you go hard for five minutes, you can't because your body's not capable of going hard for five minutes. It's capable of going at 100% effort for 10 seconds. So if you've got five minutes, why not Go as hard as you can, get your breath back. Go as hard as you can, get your breath back. Go as hard as you can, get your breath back. Beautiful thing about the human body is it'll tell you that it's getting fitter. It will get fitter. It will recover quickly. And the quicker you recover, the fitter you are. So you go at 100% effort, wait till you get your breath back, and you've got to go back to normal because if you're under threat, you can't have half a tank to go with. You've got to have a full tank to go with. So you put in 100% effort, fully recover, Go again when your breath is completely back to normal, when your body's back to homeostasis, and you go again. So if you've got five minutes, why not 100% effort, get your breath back, 100% effort, get your breath back. If you've got 10 minutes, why not the same? If you've got half an hour, why not the same? Why do we put people through these monotonous, boring, plod-jogging, horrible exercise sessions for most people and it might not be for you you might love going out for an hour you might love doing a 45 minute class you might love going to the gym for hours and hours but is it possible there's two things one is that there'll come a time when you might not have an hour or you might not have 45 minutes so what if you don't need it what if you could get a full-on uh, change of your body chemistry in a really short period of time what if and the second thing is you might love to exercise for hours and hours, but is it possible that the number one reason that people don't exercise is lack of time? Have you ever heard that excuse? Have any, has anybody ever told you that excuse? Have you ever used that excuse? I haven't got time. 
And I always say me either. <laughs> That's why I sprint for 10 seconds. Now, not sprinting, it doesn't have to be running. I've got a cross trainer, a boxing bag, a set of stairs, a steep driveway, soft sand, uh, jump squats, push-ups, doesn't matter as long as you're getting, uh, you're putting in 100% effort. If you put in 100% effort, you put your body under stress, you produce epinephrine, adrenaline, high hormonal response. High hormonal response means body change. If you're not tapping into that 100% effort system, you don't get the changes. Most importantly, if you're getting older, and as, as I always share, I'm very old, I have to keep my fast twitch muscle fibers. Fast twitch muscle fibers only fire under pressure. If you're not jump squatting, if you're not sprinting, if you're not punching, if you're not producing adrenaline from your sport, so you're not putting in 100% effort, your fast twitch muscle fibers will waste away. Is it possible that the reason we get old is not because of age? We get old because we stop doing the things that keep us young. Some people say, oh, I've stopped my sport because I'm too old. How about this? You got old because you stopped your sport. If you're fighting, kicking, punching, puffing, lifting, 100% effort, it's impossible that you'll maintain your fast twitch muscle fibers, you'll maintain your 100% fitness, you'll maintain your 100% strength, and you'll stay young and strong for long. Let's go back to the happy though, because <laughs> my song for today, which is every day is always about being happy. But what if <laughs> you could be happy, you could create your own happiness from your own brain because you put in 100% effort? One of the big challenges with unhappiness in the world, and there's not too many neuroscientists, psychologists and psychiatrists that disagree with this now, is that we feel unhappy for two, two reasons or we feel depressed for two reasons. We've got no purpose and no control. Lack of purpose, lack of control. If you've got a job where you don't control what you do, you, do, you have to do what you're told, your boss tells you what to do, they tell you how much money you, you can earn, they tell you when you can go on holidays and you've got, you just go there and do your job, that's where people are the least happiest in their job. If you wake up and you've got no purpose, why would you wake up? There's a great question. So how about this, what if we create our own purpose and we create our own control? I, yes, am a control freak. I want to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life and I don't want old age to get into my body. I don't want my body to waste away. I wanna be in control of that. That's why I sprint every day, that's why I get puffed every day. When I say puffed, four puffs an hour, four puffs an hour, that's my mantra. At least every 15 minutes, at least I do something for 10 seconds that makes me get really, really puffed. And I'm gonna share that again, 10 seconds. <laughs> I'll give an example today, I was out in the garden and I was moving rocks and dirt and gravel with a pick, literally I was picking. <laughs> and I've got a bit of a system going. I pick as hard as I can for 10 seconds, like absolutely flat out, heart rate, my heart's coming out my mouth and I bang, 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 bang for 10 seconds. Uh, the, the ground that that we live on here in the South Island of New Zealand has lots of rocks in it and I'm collecting those rocks to put into my pretty garden. So I pick as hard as I can for 10 seconds and then I pick the rocks up out of the ground until I get my breath back, put them in my garden bed. When my breath's back, I then start picking again. So I've been in the garden for two hours today and you could say, oh, that's an endurance event. No, it was a high intense activity event. Pick, 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 get really, really puffed, get my breath back start again, get puffed, get my breath back, start again. So technically I exercised for two hours. 
but it was never more than 10 seconds and I didn't go again until I got my breath back. Now when you're as fit, when you're really fit, and I say when you're as fit as I am, I'm pretty, I am, I'm very fit. Most people can't keep up with me because I keep forcing my body to overload and I think this is the challenge. When you go to the gym and you see miserable people, when you go to a fun run and you see people that aren't having fun, I think it's because we haven't made the connection with that 100% effort system. Exercise will at some stage make you feel good, yes. But why do it the slow way? Why not do it the fast way where you change your brain chemistry in 10 seconds? Get puff, get your breath back, get puff, get your breath back. Same with lifting heavy. We don't. Why would you plod your way through an exercise program in the gym? Powerlifters have got it. Lift as heavy as you can, do as many as you can. Come back when you've recovered. We don't get stronger when we're lifting. We get catabolic. We break muscle down when we're lifting. We can't get stronger until we've recovered and then go again. And that's a really interesting quote that I received from a top-level coach, and it stuck with me. And it's the physiology of the human body. You can't overtrain an athlete. You can only under-recover them or under-rest them. 100% effort, then recover. 100% effort, then recover. Why would you put in 50% effort, not get quite recovered, then be able to put in 35% effort and then not quite recover and then be able to put in 25% effort? Why would we do that? I'm asking, and again, I seem to sound lately like an old lady who's begging. I'm asking all of these questions because we have a world full of depression. Wouldn't it be nice if we could get people to create their own control and their own purpose? I'm going to control my human body and keep it young and I'm going to create my own purpose, which is to be fit and strong for the rest of my life. I'm going to have a fit, strong, healthy body and a fit, strong, healthy brain. I'm going to change my brain chemistry. You can't do that without 100% effort. So why... I'm asking again. How about we do this? Just try it. (laughs) You might think I've got to exercise for 45 minutes. Well, do your 45 minutes, but do hard and fast, get your breath back, hard and fast, get your breath back. You might think that you have to go to the gym for hours, but put in 100% effort. If you go again before you're recovered, you can't get stronger, and your body will tell you that it's stronger because you can lift heavier. If you can't lift heavier, you haven't gotten stronger. That's just common sense, isn't it? So if you want to have control of your life, if you want to have a purpose to live, if you want to be able to be happy every day, would it be a really good idea to consider I'm going to turn my body into a happy drug pumping machine. I'm going to pump epinephrine, adrenaline, cortisol, norepinephrine, noradrenaline, dopamine, serotonin, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, endorphins. I'm going to change my body's chemistry so that I can have a... I'm going to look after my body so that my body looks after me. And then, very easy to be happy. Rowie, how can you be happy every day? Because I fill my brain up with happy drugs every day and because I've got purpose and control. I'm in control of my health and fitness. I'm in control of my happy happiness level. I've got a purpose to get up every day because I'm aiming to get fitter and stronger and better and wiser. But that's not my special secret. That's just anatomy and physiology of the human body. So if you want to have a happy life, and sing happy songs every day. Could it be a really good idea to get puffed at 100% effort and turn your body into a happy drug, 
pumping machine. I feel good, na 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 na. I knew that I would now, na 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 na. So good, yeah, yeah. Live your life to the max. My name's Rowie. Thank you for coming to Romax, and I would love you to live your life to the max. I am happy, 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 because I choose to be. Woohoo!